Well, God bless you today. I am so excited, uh, even in this, as it were, dark hour. I am excited to be here. I'm excited to speak the word of God to you. And I want you to know that we are one with you in whatever you're going through. Whatever you are feeling, experiencing, we are feeling it and experiencing it. That's what it means to be a pastor. And so we bless you, and we want you to just be encouraged as we share the Word of God with you today. I've entitled this message, Come Lord Jesus. When I, I thought about this subject, Come Lord Jesus, what does that look like? Does it look like something that's difficult that's going on, and then somebody is standing out in the, say, in the middle of a storm, bring it on, you know? You know, does it look like that to you? Or does it look like a person of faith, a person of trust and confidence in God? Well, it is the latter. In Revelation 22, verse 20, uh, Jesus says to us, Surely I am coming quickly. Now, when he left 2,000 years ago, he said, I am coming quickly. There are obviously scoffers who will say, Oh, where is this coming? Where is the coming? Uh, he said he was coming quick, uh, quickly. It's been uh, 2,000 years. Uh, yes, he's not coming. But Peter explains to us, he says, to, with the Lord, a day is as a thousand years. A thousand years is as a day. And so in, in the mind of God, this time is so quick, it's like only one of our 24-hour cycles. This is an amazing reality. But in uh, Revelation 22, 20, he says, amen, so be it. When uh, the scripture says, surely I am coming quickly, Christ is saying those words. The, the echo is, amen, oh, so be it, let's do it. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. And so the cry of the church is, even so, come. Come, just like you said, you will come. And I, I just want you to be encouraged today because many are despondent. Many are heartbroken. Their hearts are torn. Loved ones have been sick. Some loved ones have died, and they are concerned. I am concerned as well. We have been praying for you, and we are praying for the will of God. But I do want to say that those of us who are watching today, you, if you're a believer, you know that regardless of what happens, we win. Regardless of what happens, we win. Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, our God, won while dying. That is amazing. He is the first person on this planet who has ever died a victorious death. And he had a victorious resurrection. And he is ruling now on the very throne of God victoriously. And that is the believer's hope, the believer's expectation. So it doesn't matter what is going on. What matters is where is your faith? We want you to continue in the faith. When these things happen, it, we are not, as it were, under the gun. We're not, as it were, being tried in a personal, physical way. Our faith is always being tried. Whenever a believer goes through difficulty, the believer's faith is being tried. And so it doesn't matter how big your faith is, if it's genuine faith, uh, no matter what comes against it, no matter how fiery the trials are, your faith will hold out and hold you up because you trust in God. Well, what are my objectives today for the, the rest of my message? It, uh, my objectives are that you would receive Jesus's words as the truth. That is, when you're in a difficulty, God didn't change. God did not change when you're in a difficulty. His words are true. 
The second objective I want you to get from my words today is expect his words to come to pass. Expect his words to come to pass. Whatever Jesus says to you, it doesn't matter if it seems outlandish to you. Expect his words to come to pass. Then the third thing I, I want, it's, it's an imperative as well. Do not fear. Do not fear. May I tell you a quick story? When I was a young boy, I've told this story many, many, many times, but it is so graphic in my mind. When my father and I were walking to our farm, we had a small farm of about 40 acres, and we were walking to it. I don't remember why we were walking. Normally, we drove our car or our truck. But we were walking that day to the farm, and uh, several vicious dogs came out after us from someone's home. There were about five or six vicious dogs growling, barking, and, and I just knew uh, I was eaten up. And as a little boy, I was terrified. I grabbed my father's leg and just was terrified. He said, don't fear. Don't fear, son. And, and I, I, at the time, I, I was fearful. I was very much afraid. I was a child. But as I grew up, I've understood those words of my father that he inculcated into me. Do not fear. It doesn't matter what danger you're facing. Do not fear. You are a son of God. He didn't say that, but that's what it meant. You are a son of God. You are a child of God. Do not fear what the enemy can do to you. And so uh, dad took his hat off. He shooed the dogs away. They were terrified of my father. My father, who was not fear, fearful, caused the dogs to fear. And they ran. And they ran back to their yard. And, and they left us alone. So do not fear. Number four, I want you to know that fear is not a part of your new DNA. You're a believer. Fear is not a part of your new DNA. Your, number five, your new DNA is truth and victory, is truth and victory. So I want you to get these things. And then there's a sixth thing, or a sixth and a seventh, perhaps. I want you to watch for his return. I want you to look for his return. I want you to be expecting him to return, expecting Jesus to return. Now, th these are my objectives, and I will maybe uh, rehearse them again. Uh, but these are exciting times uh, in which we're living. Uh, we, uh, we could be fearful, and if those if in our audience who do not know the Lord, you're fearful, we can understand that. You, are, you don't know the Lord, you're fearful. Or maybe you've not walked with the Lord as you should, and you are fearful. But these times are exciting times for the believer. Uh, this is, these are times when the Jesus people should be excited, filled with expectation and joy. Filled with expectation and joy. It doesn't matter if you have a million dollars in the bank. Be filled with expectation and joy. And do not look at what you have materially or economically. Expect the Lord's return. Do not be fearful. Expect his words to come to pass. In Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 28, I want to read something because uh, it, it's not so much that we are dealing with this pandemic around the world, the, this coronavirus. It, it's the rapidity with which things have been happening. It is uh, the earthquakes in various places in the first three months of this year, first two and a half months of this year. Uh, in, in America, we've had earthquakes in Utah. We had uh, earthquakes in the Caribbean. We had earthquakes in 
uh, Albania, Albania. We have earthquakes in Croatia. We have had devastating fires in Australia. Uh, swarms of devastating locusts in East Africa. There have been all kinds of things going on. And now coronavirus has come against us. It's enough to make one fearful. Yes, but looking in the face of fear and being strong is a part of your DNA as a believer. And if you're not a believer, it, you can have this same DNA. You can still be, you can be a strong person, a powerful person, even though fearful things are going on around you. In Luke chapter 21, verses 25 through 28, it says, the scripture reads, and there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress. That means anguish and anxiety. So there's going to be, there, there, there are going to be signs in the, in the heavens, and there will be signs on the earth. Jesus told us that this would happen. There will be, uh, and there will be signs on the earth. Distress, that is anguish, difficulties, anxiety of nations with perplexity. Now he says these things will happen and there will be, there will be perplexity. That means that there will be leaders and, of course, followers who have no idea what to do. They have this feeling that there's no way out. This is going on as I speak. There are people around the world who feel we don't have a way out. What are we going to do? I would say turn to the Lord. Now, the, the, the scripture continues to, re to read, uh, the sea and the waves roaring, agitated. Now, so it says the sea and the waves roaring. This could mean a literal, literally the seas could be very, very turbulent. I believe it will mean that. But it also does mean that the seas often represent people in scriptures, and it means the people are agitated. Everywhere they're agitated. I, I read where there are uh, some gun owners, uh, gun store owners who are suing because um, they're saying some of the governments, city and county governments and state governments, I guess, are closing gun shops because it's, it's not uh, an, an, uh, a business that must be open. And so they're suing because people are rushing to buy guns. That speaks of an agitation. I don't know what to do, so I will buy some weapons and protect myself. No, this is bigger than that. Because verse 26 says, this is also what happens. Men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation uh, of those things which are coming on the earth. And so there is an expectation or they begin to anticipate because of fear they have an expectation that things are going to get worse now those expectations are true but to buy more weapons is not your solution we teach here at this fellowship that jesus christ is the solution to every problem and i want you to embrace this truth and hold on to it remember as i said earlier i want you to believe that jesus's words uh, are truth I want you to expect his words to come to pass. Do not fear. Fear is not a part of your DNA. Your DNA is truth. Your DNA is victory. So that means that from the inside of you, you know what to do. Now, there will be people in this hour that will turn away from the truth. They will turn away from what they know is the truth. But may that not be you. May that not be you. Because we are living in that day uh, when these things will happen. 
Jesus goes on to say, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. There's a day when the powers of the heavens will be shaken. That, that, that is, means a lot more than just stars falling. Uh, you're having a, a plethora of shooting stars or whatever. But it means that even those angelic beings who are not right with God will be shaken. They will be shaken. That means that even worse things will happen on the earth because I believe that these beings occupy the second heaven. I do not believe that they occupy the third heaven. They do not occupy the place of God because Jesus Christ has ascended in victory to the throne of God and sat down with his blood. And his blood has cleansed that place. So Lucifer or Satan, the devil, has no access nor his fallen angels. These things may sound like science fiction. They are not science fiction. They are biblical, and I want you to embrace them. He says, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. My subject is, come Lord Jesus. How, can you imagine that? Here you are, all of these frightening things are going on, and you're saying, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. I, I'm ready for you to come. Because his coming is our deliverance from all of these things. He is so amazing, so wonderful. Expect his words to come to pass. Verse 28. Verse 28 says, Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. So when these things happen, don't you become afraid as others. Look up. Your redemption is very close. That means that everything God has promise, promised you is about to take place. You see, the believer, we have been saved. That means that we have a new heart. We have the Holy Spirit living within us. We are being saved. That means our thinking. You see, some of us still have stinking thinking, right? So he is healing us there. Sometimes we think things that we ought not think. He is healing us there, cleansing us from those things. And then at some juncture, we will be saved. Spirit, we are saved. Soul, being saved. Body, we'll have new resurrection bodies. And when Jesus comes, that means he's going to give us glorified bodies. This is not some fantastic tale. This is the truth of Scripture. And I, God has been faithful. He has been true to me all of my life. He has been true to me when I was not true to him. He has been for me when I was running away from him. So, and there are many in this audience, the same holds true for you. But he is an amazing God. He is wonderful in every way. And he is with you. I want to encourage you. I, I, I could shout it from the housetops. He is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Even if a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, he says he will not come near you. So, so that means that nothing the enemy plans for you can succeed. That's exactly what that means. It doesn't mean that you and I will not go through difficulties or troubles, but it means that whatever happens, God will work it out for our benefit, for our good. So it's amazing. Can you imagine if you were a, a prize fighter, you were a boxer or one of those uh, MMA guys, and you were fighting, and, uh, and uh, no matter what the, your opponent did to you, he couldn't knock you out couldn't hurt you, couldn't damage you. They gave you the hardest blow and you just looked at them and you went on to fight. Oh, I think you would discourage uh, that, that particular fighter. I call that troubling your trouble. 
That means that for the believer, for the person who has faith in God through Jesus Christ, absolutely no weapon formed against them can prosper. He says God works everything out, out for your good. He works them out because you are a person of his purpose and his plan. So God works things out for the good of those who love him. You love God? Don't worry. Nothing but good can happen to you. I mean, certainly tribulation can happen to you, but God works it for your good. You know, even in death, he works it for our good because to be absent from the body is to be immediately present with God. It's to be present with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is an exciting time for believers. Let me read some things from you from Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, we'll begin in verse 25 and perhaps read through 29. The writer of Hebrews also gives us warnings. It gives us encouragement. These things that may cause others to fear give encouragement to us. The Lord told us that when these things happen, first they says they are the beginning of sorrows. When all, we see all these things happening with what rapidity. So I want you to get that word, rapidity. means rapidly, in succession, many things happening like this. There, there will be more happening. We have, we have entered a time period when these things are happening. And he says that this, that generation that will see these things happening with rapidity will be the generation that will see the Lord coming. Yet, yet you and I will not be able to predict the moment. That is amazing. That is amazing. So let's see what the writer of Hebrews says. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I, I love this scripture. So what he tells us that, that uh, they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth. So when the voice of God came on the earth uh, as, as for earthly things, they did not escape. They did not escape. They, they were dealt with by God. He says, but now you and I are listening to God who is speaking from heaven, speaking from an authoritative place. He is speaking from the, the pinnacle, as it were, of the universe. And he says, this is what he promises us. Yet, once more, he's promised us, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now, but the writer says, this is what it indicates. It indicates the removal of things that are being shaken as of things that are made. So everything that is earthly, everything that is out, outside, as it were, kingdom purposes will be shaken, will be removed. Wow. That is a powerful thing. It's frightening as well, because although we belong to another kingdom, we belong to the kingdom of God's dear son, Jesus Christ, we still are somewhat attached to things on the earth. We're attached to our house. We're perhaps uh, attached to our car. We're attached to unsaved loved ones. We're attached to unsaved friends. But he says, everything will be shaken. 
Uh, I was recently in, a, in one of our foreign nations and I was ministering the gospel and was preaching at a church where I preached five times over the weekend. I preached once on a Saturday and they asked me to preach four times on Sunday. I preached four times on this Sunday. I got word a few days ago that the pastor and his associate pastor are dead from coronavirus. His wife is now dead from coronavirus. Several of the members who were on, the, on a trip with him, a missions trip with him, are, are now in quarantine, and many of them are very sick. His son is very sick, and I've been praying for them. Why am I saying this? Everything around us is being shaken, and it is shake, being shaken with the attitude of causing you to fear. I want to remind you of the story I told you when I opened the message today that my father said to me when those vicious animals came out after us, he said, don't fear. Don't you be afraid. He was shouting that to me. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And he stood his ground with me at his, at, at his side or really at his right leg. I wasn't at his right side. I was at his right leg. And I remember holding on to that leg. Daddy wasn't going anywhere. I was holding on. It, it reminds me of the faithfulness of God how God the Father and, and God the Son love you. God loves you. God the Son and God the Father love you. And, and they're not going anywhere. The Father's not going anywhere. He has nowhere to go. He's everywhere. The Son is not going anywhere. He has nowhere to go. He's everywhere. So he takes charge wherever he is. And he's taking charge in your life. Let me read another scripture uh, as, we, as we close today. Verse 29 says, Then he spoke to them a parable. He said, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Now, I want to read that again. He spoke this parable to them, and he said, look at the fig tree. This fig tree obviously represents Israel and all the trees. It means all the other nations. And when, you, when they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. What he's saying is his coming. When you see the trees of the earth, you know summer is near. When you see these things happening in the earth, you know that his coming is near. And what you have found, if you've been alert all around the world, You've seen nations now becoming more nationalistic, nationalistic. They're separating from all other nations. This is not a, such a great thing on one hand, but it is a sign for us on the other. That's why I always admonish believers, stop taking sides in these things. Stop. That is not your job. Your job is to go preach the kingdom of God. Your, God, your job is to live out what Christ has given you to live out. And many believers are making a tragic mistake, and they are really at cross purposes with God. They are at cross purposes with God. This is a, a time where you and I must be singular focused, singular focused on Jesus Christ. Now listen to what he says. Then when we see these things, we know summer's near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So I, I ask you to watch and to look for his return. Take heed to yourselves and don't let your heart be weighed down with carousing drunkenness 
the cares of this life so that that day comes upon you unexpectedly. I want to bless you. We're going to have a song. And uh, I want you to listen to this song. It's a great song. And uh, this will encourage you. And I'm going to come back and give you a blessing. Uh, we're going to give our blessing at the end of this song.
isn't it I wanted you to hear that song because that song is my testimony all of my life God has been faithful and whether you recognize it or not all of your life God has been faithful that's why you are here today and we're gonna go out of this service today with great enthusiasm that's not just some uh, hot feeling inside some eagerness inside but what that means is that we're going to go out of here filled with God, filled with the presence of God, filled with the power of God, the love of God, the hope of God. And I want you to, to leave with me today. Of course, being in your home, you'll leave the service, but not ever the presence of God and not your loved ones there. But let us pray together as I bless you by saying, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And the Lord give you his peace. In Jesus' name, I bless you. In Jesus' name, I bless you. And remember, those whom God has blessed can never be cursed. Amen. Go with God.